Hello. Hello. We were talking about you going back to school and how college oh, yeah. is a scam. Yeah, okay. well, yeah, college is a scam. Um, and I won't be, I don't know, I just felt, it just still didn't feel right. She was like, what if there's a degree nutrition that is like all plant-based and I was like yeah that would be really cool to go to but I don't think there's a degree out there I've done research into nutrition and dietitian degrees and I haven't found anything that is just uh plant-based like I don't want to sit through a class and they're trying to convince me to tell my patients that milk and meat milk and dairy and eggs are good for them yeah I like can't sit through that so going back to school for something like that without it being a fully plant-based degree I just couldn't see myself yeah absolutely but then it makes me wonder okay because there obviously are dietitians who are talking about plant-based diets so how did they get certified yeah, I think they just kind of, like, learned it along the way. But there's not any, like, formal programs that are, like, totally plant-based. Yeah. I don't think they're even plant-based or they're certified to, like, be specifically plant-based. They're just, like, properly certified in nutrition. And they understand that there's other ways for these people to be getting their, like, vitamins and nutrients. So they give out that information. But it's such, like, a varying range of information that they teach their students in such a little amount yeah it's interesting that there hasn't been more emphasis put on like making a program like that widespread because plant-based diets and veganism has gotten so popular in like the recent times so why isn't there more of a push for that to actually just be like okay we know that there's benefits about it so let's actually look at it from a nutrition standpoint and teach that to people because we've seen the effects of it right what a great test run So, yeah. and then she was like, well, what about business? And I was like, no, I won't. I've already thought about that too, but I don't know. This doesn't seem feel right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how I feel. Like, I wish that I didn't get a business degree because it's not something that I feel is, like, right for me. You know? Yeah. And I just did it because that I was pressured into doing it because I had no idea what I wanted to do so the the fallback was get a business degree (laughs) yes exactly Mm -hmm. as opposed to I feel like if I just waited a little while and did some more self-reflection because I feel like there's not it's rare for people to know exactly the path that they want to be on and there's so many young adults who are just like I have no idea I don't even know what my options are like And I feel like there should really be more of an emphasis on just, like, exploring passions and things that they can do with it and, like, the different opportunities that there are. Because there's so many jobs out there that might appeal to people that they don't even know exist. Exactly. And what do you do in high school when you're going to go figure out what college you want to go to? You go, they have, like, college fairs and you go to their, like, stand. I tell you, I never even went to one of those. Neither did I. But, like, 
I did there... I did no research about yeah. college. I was like, I don't know where I want to go, what I want to do. I'm just going to go to this state school that is 20 minutes from home because I have no idea what to do. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. And what did high school really do to prepare us to, like, think critically about where we, what we wanted to do? Like, I never, it was like, okay, yeah. It was just very black and white on like the job opportunities too. No, up in Victor, as so it was just like people wanted to go to school to like be a doctor. I'm like, you're 18. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I just didn't really even take college that seriously. Sad to say, because I was not interested. Did not feel like I was doing something that was really important to me and I was passionate about because I like once again had no idea what I wanted to do so I just picked business as a backfall and I was never like going to classes being like oh my god marketing is awesome like I'm so passionate (laughs) so it makes me feel alive (laughs) like if I went to school now for the first time again I still don't know what I want to do but I feel like I know more about myself and like things in the world that interest me that I would have a better time of navigating it yeah (sighs) man and our, I don't know what was your parents like push how did they like influence your decision they my parents really didn't influence my decision they of uh, they were very just like supportive of me in whatever I wanted to do like they didn't put a lot of pressure on me which is yeah. good but at the same time maybe if I did have a little bit more pressure I would have like thought more seriously about it instead of just like floating through four years of college. And then a year after graduating, I was like, whoa, (laughs) right. (laughs) Life is tough. Um, What do I do now? I feel so unprepared. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. But I don't blame them for that. Like I just, Oh yeah. You know, like I feel like it's a combination of like, everything all everything different influences of it yeah absolutely I agree because then again there's other parents who like will put pressure on their kids from (laughs) kindergarten all the way through the end of high school like exactly setting the plan for them and then yeah you're you're doing a plan which is again something that you don't even know if you actually want because you've been influenced and pressured that this is this is what your path is right yeah yeah my parents like I can't hear you Devin Hello. Hey. Sorry. I was switching <laughs> Wi-Fi networks. Oh, that's okay. Um, but my mom was like, you're going to NCC just like your brother for two years, and then you can go to whatever state school you want. Yeah. And they're like, we'll pay for MCC and one year of whatever state school you go to. But I was like, but that's all they really told me. And then I was like, oh, I'll pick engineering just like my brother. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what to what to pick. I mean, like, I had wanted to pick psychology, 
when I was younger. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the human brain is fascinating. That was the only but... class I took in high school that I thought was cool. Was exactly. Yeah. And yeah, we're not alone in that. I feel like a lot of people like really connected with psychology. Because it's the but... first glimpse of like understanding yourself and the people around you and why we do the things that we do and we act the way that we do which is like so such a phenomenon exactly yeah yeah that we should know about being self-aware mindfulness they should teach psychology like at every level like yeah throughout like from kindergarten like teach little little tiny kids the basics of psychology yeah just like what's going on with us with the human like we don't even understand ourselves imagine how much uh just like trauma that would save if you were taught from a young age like a little bit more about understanding your feelings and and how to communicate them how to communicate them yeah because that's something that I feel like we never learn and it's so important that should be a huge topic like in sex education is relationships yeah and you know what like no one's ever talked about this we are like the first generation (laughs) to be like going to the level of like being wanting to communicate wanting to be open wanting to like accept everyone but like also have it healthy be mindful conscious of like how you're treating people how you're talking to people that like you know people's reactions and aren't because of you like everyone's dealing with their own stuff this is like the generation where we're really realizing that and yeah, like, it's become much more societally accepted to talk about yeah. the mental health awareness and because like our parents I mean and the generations before that there so many of them are shut down and sheltered and like they've taught so many of us even to you know we all have like issues with in relationships Mm -hmm. and just like being with ourselves now yeah absolutely and obviously like the pandemic has just really (laughs) brought that (laughs) to light brought that to light yeah how human like of course we need social interaction in order to like be okay and be happy but it's really brought out like the loneliness in people too because people don't like a lot of people just don't know how to to act by themselves and you just get overwhelmed you know like it it definitely is a skill to be like at peace with being alone (laughs) yes absolutely yeah like for me I feel like quarantine has I've been able to thrive with all this alone time because a social person I do enjoy like getting together with friends and being around people but I also really really crave alone time yeah (laughs) sometimes maybe a little bit too much (laughs) (laughs) I haven't hung out with anyone (laughs) during quarantine and then I have an opportunity to to do something and I'm like well (laughs) I just I'm looking at like the last few months how much I was able to accomplish for myself just because I had so much extra time 
that right. I'm like, it's unfair that society puts this like workaholic <sighs> image on like this. This is what we're. This is what that, life is about. It's that's like, all we're supposed to be doing, you guys. And then you get that's home until you die all day long. Sometimes more than one job, like from personal experience, where I'm literally working before the sun comes up till after the sun comes down, come home, cook dinner, and then go to bed and like repeat that day after day after day. And of course, it's going to take a mental toll on you because you're not doing anything that's really stimulating like your own personal needs yeah just just your financial needs of like okay I have to work this many hours in order to be able to make money to live and and live and then but am I actually living (laughs) yeah and we're (sighs) yeah oh my gosh it's just and then you're working. You're just like, okay, I'm going to be doing this until I'm 65 or whatever retirement is. Like, I'm going to bust my ass really hard. And when that time comes, I'm going to finally, when I'm old and withered and tired to do any of the dreams that I once had as a young person, I'm going to sit down with my meager retirement because I probably started saving too late. Or my job was, like, not paying enough. What kind of, like, mindset is that? Why do we have... That's so sad. Like, we're so... We're humans. And we're... What a sad life. It is so sad. Well, and I think that's another thing, too, that should be taught to young people. Because, like, how many people your age do you know that are even thinking about retirement right now? You know, like... The only reason I started an IRA was because of you, because of mm-hmm. like you telling me about it. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because, <laughs> and if I didn't do that, who knows when I would have started thinking about retirement? Because at this point, I haven't worked any job that has given me any sort of benefits oh, yeah. at all. Oh, and yeah. so like lots of people our age are barely making it for themselves. Like they're, they're focusing on what they need right now and what (laughs) little, little old future them needs 40 years from now isn't even on the radar. No. And if we are taught like, Hey, start saving early, just like as, as much or as little as you can, like it is all important but you need to be thinking about this because like that that's the reality you know that is the reality and what are you gonna like you could save so much money I mean the numbers are there you can look it up for yourself like if you start saving in your early 20s -hmm. versus in your mid-30s you can have millions of dollars in the bank by the time you even want to retire even if that's even what you want to do maybe you find a fulfilling career and you want to work until you're dead because you feel (laughs) so uplifted in your work r.i.p rbg i know that's exactly what i was thinking i was like okay rbg like (laughs) maybe there should be a retirement age on that position but (laughs) absolutely please (laughs) the jerry what's it called geriatocracy (laughs) Oh yes, yes it is. I run mean, all 
a government run by old people. Yeah, granted, like, I, I think about this a lot because I'm like, yes, it is so absolutely unfair that, like, a lot of our, the majority of the people who control our government are old. And no no shame to old people. There's a lot of old people with really great ideas, like... um. Dude, can you introduce them to me? Because I do not see them often. You you know a couple of them. They're they're far and few be, like few and far between. Um, so that's why I'm like saying no shame, but a lot of them really need to need to get out of there because they. <laughs> I saw this old man come pick up um at work and he had a face mask on that said i can't breathe i was like i wish you were my grandpa that is some hardcore shit for like a white grandpa i don't know yeah having an i can't breathe mask on i was like props to you man that's awesome see and uh, like there's yeah so I don't want to sound ageist at all because oh, I yeah. know that there's like tons of old people that yeah, <laughs> and the old people that don't share similar values, you know, they were brought up in some really rough shit. Not even trying to excuse them, but they're oh, so old and have so been set in their ways, and their brain has been wired so for decades, decades to decades, mm-hmm. like over half a century. They've been wired this way, yeah. so I can yeah only I imagine. Like, I feel like that can go back to the conversation about mental health awareness like what what would society look like if we put more of an emphasis on mental health and like maybe all of these ideas and concepts about controlling people um and the way that they live their lives like wouldn't just like would not exist anymore because if you're taught like it's okay to for people to look different for people to to speak different and have all these differences like everybody is their own being and like if you're just taught that from a young age then you'll you'll grow up to understand that and your ideas and opinions will be based around that like sure you'll see things that you're like thrown off by but then you just resort back to that to that feeling where you're like no, but it's okay. It doesn't matter. Like just because I don't understand it doesn't mean that it's yeah. uh, that it's a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <sighs> Come on, guys. But I want, yeah, but I've but like all the geriatocracy has got to go nonetheless. Like Oh yeah, Mitch McConnell, live, goodbye. We live in a society with many different types of types of humans all different ages that all have important ideas and they yeah the the spot to make them to make those ideas happen yeah absolutely the senate is not representative of who america is whatsoever in fact i would say it is quite the opposite of what america is supposed to and what the people represent right now even what the people want right now is not representative absolutely and it's so unfair the way that it works and the way that the people get put in charge who even drafted that who wrote how the senate is formed like why isn't it voted in by people if we're supposed to be a democratic place and the and our founding fathers were so democratic who wrote in that like these people are not voted into office by the american people right 
Like we we vote for a president who, based on our votes, the popular vote lost. Yet he's still in charge and able to put all of these people in power that we have absolutely no say for. And a majority of the country isn't happy with it. And this, like, it's it's unfair because these are like directly impacting our lives. Like we deserve to have a say. Like more, the the people deserve more power. <laughs> they do. I thought we had thought we were supposed to have some and everyone's been disillusioned i mean and then all the people non-voters who have all been disillusioned that their vote doesn't mm-hmm. matter just I think mean, about like if once again if we're taught like how important government and politics are like in in as an adolescent we we're turn 18 and then we're ready to go start making an impact on the world around us but we don't even, but so many of us are just under the impression that it doesn't matter either way because our vote, our vote doesn't matter. So then they sit home and don't do anything, which yeah. I, I un, like, I understand that feeling, but I think that the reality is there's so many people who have that same feeling that if you all, that if everyone was just like, you know what, if it doesn't matter, whatever, but at least that's how they want you to feel. They want yeah. you to feel complicit. Like you can't do anything, you guys. Mm-hmm. That's not how it's supposed to be in America. Why would you want to live here if that were really the case that we're just going to give up in defeat of Donald Trump? Like, we have to give at least our all. I mean, this is scary stuff. Like, Yeah, it's, it, there's so much at stake right now for Americans and also for the rest of the world. It's not For the like rest of the are... world. This is the entire world. I follow an Australian news channel on YouTube, and they are, like, covering that shit. They are covering it. They're talking about it. They have been talking, like discussing the debates. This is this is worldwide. People are watching this. Yeah. I was looking at the comment section on, um, you know, on the YouTube of the debate that happened, and you know, people in other countries are like, "Why is America just like? Why is there sole conversation racism? Why is that? What? You know." so disappointing why are we a third world country the the richest most powerful country in the world yeah for who for who for the one percent and we're all just fighting amongst ourselves like all the lower people they've been they've made us want to fight against each other when it should be all of us against the one percent totally because there's so much division like i I know that there's obviously like bad people with horrible opinions, but I feel like there there's really no outlook to get like clear understanding of like what is going on in, in America and you're being fed from both sides information and there's not any there's not a platform that is trying to to bring anyone together and be like, hey, here is a space where we can talk like calmly, coherently about what it is that we're upset about because like at the end of the day, I feel like most people just want to be happy and healthy and safe, you know? Yeah. And we're we're fighting against each other and not making any improvements on 
giving people like what they actually need exactly like the green new deal which is what we need y'all everyone look it up 15 pages it's inspiring i'm so like i don't even uh, the amount of issues that we're facing right now and talking about every single day and i'm just like okay but climate change (laughs) like this this is what needs to be like we need to have this energy about like the the world because all all the issues matter but like we're really destroying the planet right now and people are already facing the consequences like what is happening on the west coast right now you know it's not like climate change is some like far distant thing that we are are we're like kind of worried about but we're like oh i won't do anything and right us you know like people are already being affected by it people it's it's already happening right now and america americans really like to just ignore it like we just build homes where they've just been burnt down the past like five years in a row you know we're just like oh we'll just rebuild not move like that how other countries do it I mean, and the Trump's all like, oh, it's bad forestation. No, it's um, dry air, (laughs) hot weather, and humans. Humans cause 80% of the fires in California. Yeah. It's it's not the the dead sticks that are are causing the the effects and, like, the hurricanes and everything. It's sad. It's scary. And there's like the division of, okay, but it's it's all of the corporations fall on not just individuals, and of course the corporations are, oh, it's the corporation, the evil corporations that are destroying the planet. Like, yes, it absolutely is, but also there needs to be, in my opinion, personal responsibility and liability as well. Like, I know. I know. You know, I like you can't just sit around and wait for these big giant corporations to to fix everything. It has to be a group, a group effort. Come on, team! Like <laughs> we all, dude. I completely. We, we all play a role. Like we can all make a difference. And we live in a capitalistic world. Put your money into the companies organizations groups that are doing the work like people will respond companies will respond when they see that their move it their money is being put into other more sustainable practices i mean and equipment and you know everything that's absolutely true like our dollar has so much of an impact and also not to mention the fact that a lot of the like pushback from choosing sustainable and ethical options is that it's more expensive. And I like, it's more expensive because it's not a widely accessible thing. Like if there was more companies and more people like choosing those ethical options, then inevitably it's going to be cheaper to 
Well, we also have to remember that the products that we're buying are mainly made from labor that of people that are being paid cents, yep, pennies, legitimately in other countries. You know, even here too. We're doing this here. Prison <laughs> labor, that's real. Look it up. I mean, <laughs> we all know the yeah. federal government, you know, uses prison labor. And so does the private prisons, like, and the, our migrant workers in the fields. They're severely underpaid, all of it. So, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, sometimes the products are more expensive, but they're also usually made much with much more thought, care, and um, better quality where they're going to last a lot longer. That is such a key point. Like, I have been trying to switch and make my closet more ethical and sustainable. And I'm noticing, like, my one of my favorite brand, Wolven, which makes, like, activewear out of post-consumer plastic. Yes, yes. Like, yeah, I spent $80 on a pair of leggings. Yep. But you know what? I <laughs> last year, how how much did I spend on leggings from Victoria's Secret and Forever 21 and H and that are as thin as paper and have holes in them and like I yep. and now I have this pair of leggings that I spent a little bit more money on and it's made out of freaking plastic. <laughs> yeah it's, you would have no idea yeah you would have no idea they're so soft and comfy I literally live in them and I am just like really understanding it's like if you are able to to wait and save a little bit more money to buy a product that is going to last you longer it's going to be so much more beneficial like to to the planet and to your wallet and to your life you know right right you're getting a better quality product so you don't have to buy more Mm -hmm. contributing more waste Mm -hmm. you're i must into consideration when you're buying a product and you're wondering why this is so expensive oh well someone was legitimately getting paid 18 dollars an hour to sew this for you yeah and i for one, um, like, co- like coming from somebody who has worked low wage job, low wage jobs, I'm like, I will absolutely pay more to know that the person who put their time and energy into this product is being paid a fair wage and can can go home and like be able to put food on the table after going to work and making this product for me. You know, why I think that there does have to be like that personal responsibility. Like, of course I alone cannot change all of the unethical practices that are, that are happening. But But us collectively. Yeah. We can. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's that company. I um, blue land right now. That's making, I mean, there's so many companies out there that are making like, clean sustainable cleaning products you know yeah and they send out you buy like one bottle from them and then they have all these tablets so you just fill the bottle up with water and put a tablet in for whatever cleaning solution you have Whoa. 
and, and they send you like the tablets all in I mean it's all in cardboard packaging you know no plastic or anything and so you can just reuse that bottle and have like a hundred tablets Who, how long is it going to take you to use a freaking hundred bottles worth of cleaning product and it's like 50 bucks you know that is amazing. I haven't heard of that. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> I, That's another thing that I've noticed, like, being at home um, so much, I am, like, cleaning <laughs> way more than I feel like I normally would, you yeah. know, because you're just, like, home sitting at home, <laughs> looking yeah. around, you're like, well, I can clean that, that, that. So I feel like I'm using way more cleaning products, and I try to to pick the, like, most environmentally friendly products but yeah I'm like okay I'm I'm buying this and then it lasts me a month and then I have to buy it again and yeah you have to get another plastic bottle yep yep and not to mention that there I know that there's like obviously so much controversy over recycling because it's not even real oh my god (laughs) because recycling is not even real a majority of the things that we think that we're putting in our little our little blue waste basket are actually just ending up in landfills and yes. South Asian countries. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I don't even have recycling in at my apartment complex. They, yeah. they do not have recycling. Yeah. Uh, my partner and I purchased a recycling bin yeah. um, and we collect recycling that we have to bring to friends' houses. Wow. <laughs> who have recycling because there's not even a recycling center like I've tried doing research like wow Florida like if I for real Florida like add it to the list of like come on yeah I did research on like okay I live in a place that does not offer recycling like what do I do with all this stuff and the only uh, like recycling centers that I could find were like for like electronics and stuff and I'm like but what about all this regular household like plastic that I'm getting at the grocery store every week like I try very hard to get as minimal like packaging stuff but you know it's so it's so hard like even if I'm buying a piece of cauliflower it's wrapped in plastic I know (laughs) I it's so hard (laughs) so you're like I'm trying my best but it's it's inevitable that I'm gonna be creating waste from yeah. And, you know, that's okay because, you know, and we, yeah, that's okay. I mean, you know, you put in, it's the thought that counts. Like you probably you make conscious choices to reduce your plastic. If you're already thinking stuff like that with the cauliflower being wrapped in plastic, you're clearly like, <laughs> you're going that step. You're like making conscious decisions on how much waste you want to create, which is awesome. Like you don't have to be perfect. It's not about being perfect. That is, yeah, that's very true. And that's something that I try to remind myself because I do feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself to be like, okay, if I forget my reusable bag at the grocery store, I'm carrying 20 things in my hand. Out right. My car. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I really stress myself out that I'm like, no waste. But like, it, you know, we live in a world that is not that's extremely wasteful that's extremely wasteful and I'm just out here trying to do my best and like of course I am making decisions that aren't great but sometimes those decisions are unavoidable so yeah and that's okay it's all about just being conscious that's true yeah 
that that's what matters is that you're like putting thought into it because once you start thinking about it you'll be able to to come up with like, like little tips and tricks for yourself to make your life easier and less wasteful right I mean I believe it's Costa Rica that's completely plastic free in their grocery stores and they do it in Hawaii too I believe they wrap their stuff in like banana leaves and and they just don't use any plastic that is amazing I love the like package free store ideas I don't know how many there are um, in the in the U.S. or anything, but I I know that they do exist, and I've like seen them, and I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool to open up like a a package free grocery store. But of course, like <laughs> the competition with grocery stores is is difficult. Um, yeah, it's a little. But that should just be like that should be implemented. We should put pressure on those companies that already exist, like. If people were to, as a collective whole, if we were to start to put pressure on these grocery stores and companies to, like, that is really just how change happens. Where, you know, if we tell them that we won't spend our money here. Until you make the change. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, like, if they did start implementing that change, like it would be really beneficial to the consumers too, because you're buying like half the stuff that's in your pantry, you like bought because it's in the, like when you're trying out a new recipe and you need to get like some obscure item, then you have to buy a full package of it as opposed to like you going in with your little mason jar and just being able to get like the amount that you need right. for the recipe. Or yes. like, how awesome would that be? Oh my god, I made a we made a um parmesan the other night. Ooh. And it had like four ingredients in it. It was crazy. Hemp what were the ingredients? Seeds. It was hemp seeds, nutritional yeast, and I literally I think literally just salt and pepper. Oh yeah. Put it in a food processor and it was <laughs> amazing so good that's actually really interesting i haven't heard hemp seeds before but i could imagine that consistency to be like really good yeah i was kind of worried at first because i've never tried hemp seeds before and like we got the bag and it opened up and i was like it's a little stinky i don't know (laughs) Yep, (laughs) they are a little stinky but yeah we made it we made um a vegan carbonara the other night for dinner and like yum parmesan on it and it was so good wow that sounds so good i'm getting hungry just thinking about it (laughs) me too i'm gonna eat some for lunch oh i feel like we did good yeah (laughs) we'll see how it how it uh how it sounds how do you feel um no i feel good i feel because i was like nervous i'm like oh i don't feel like i need to prepare like take notes but then I'm just like, no, I'm just talking to Devin. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We can like, we can always have it more structured too. Yeah. We'll see how it like all sounds if we're we're just like going everywhere, or, <laughs> or if it all flows pretty well. Yeah. But no, I, I. I think it was good. I think we did good. It was fun. 